Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week we are watching Trigun. So, mm-hmm. what do you know about Trigun, except for the dude's name, who everybody knows? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard uh, the name uh, Vash the Stampede. It's a good name. It's a good name. Uh, he's... He... I think he wears sun, uh, glasses or sunglasses. Sunglasses. Yeah, he wears these little, little tiny round glasses. Mm-hmm. He's got cool uh, up hair, mm-hmm. like most of the animes. Okay. Uh, he wears a, a red jacket, a cool red jacket. He's just kind of cool all around. Is he? Is he Christian? Because I think he's got like he wears like a cross or something. Uh. I can't remember that being a plot point. Maybe it's just a design element. It might just be a design element because uh, I'm pretty sure that the it's kind of like a western. Yeah, it's it like is. an anime well, it's western. A, it's a space western. It's kind of uh, Japan loves space. Yeah, it's kind of cowboy bebop in that way. Um, mm-hmm. The so it ran in. Uh, the magazine Monthly Shonen Captain from 95 to 97. Okay. There are <laughs> so many magazines that uh, sound like... Like... Fake. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, just like, I, I I thought they'd like do more to like differentiate their name from like Shonen Jump. But I guess like Jump or Captain or beat or whatever uh is the the part that they focus on differentiating themselves from the others yeah and then there was another manga called trigun maximum that ran in the magazine young king hours from 97 to 2007 so that went for a whole 10 years was that before or after the anime um that was after the anime so i guess the anime kind of re i mean it it seems it's, like it started up in the same year that the other one ended. Yeah. Um, but the anime follows the original run. Yeah, but but I think it's probably cyclical regardless, where it's sort of the it's sort of like uh the f- fandom of like getting into a new uh what's the word? Field, essentially, a new audience. Uh, like feeds it into the franchise sort of like cyclically kind of like dragon ball and dragon ball z Mm -hmm. you want to you want to iterate on your franchise uh and give it a new subtitle or tag at the end of it basically yeah so but i'm pretty sure the anime is just og trigun because it ran in the it ran in uh 1998 and that's it Okay, 90s anime. Got it. And, well, that's what I... I mean, it's probably just nostalgia, but I think that's why I really like the style. Mm-hmm. Is is the 90s anime style is just something that I enjoy looking at. Yeah, you're... It's what we grew up familiar yeah. with. Well, and so that's the thing is all of the late 90s anime didn't air in the U.S. until, like, the early, mid-2000s, which is, like, Mm. when me and you were really getting into anime (laughs) for the first time, you know? Yeah, like, a very, like, staggered release as 
an audience began to be recognized and more like deals began to be made. People started like digging into the archives, looking for stuff that was big hits in Japan or stuff that's similar to stuff that was big hits in the West. Yeah. So um, Trigun was way better received in the US than it was in Japan. In Japan, it was kind of like, yeah, this is good, but you know, whatever. And when they brought it over to the US, everyone was like, fuck yeah, Trigun. <laughs> like the big O. Yeah, this has happened. Yeah, so it's not uncommon for that to happen. I just mm. think it's interesting how it's like, sometimes you can uh, sometimes you can influence it backwards, where it wasn't popular in Japan, but they brought it over anyway, and it got really popular here, so the people in Japan made more. That did not happen with Trigun, because the people who made the anime were like, no, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> that happens sometimes. And it, and but... it came over, you know five or more years after it was originally aired so they were like we're not gonna we know you like it we're not gonna make another season interesting okay i mean it can be difficult to resume a project after that long mm -hmm. um and uh also i i also think it, it it speaks to how creative endeavors uh can find audiences uh in places uh, the, that the 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 author or you know group uh, uh, that composed it originally uh, never intended. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 very captivated by that idea right now. Yeah. Um, another thing that I just read in the Wikipedia, um, the when they shifted magazines from Trigon to Trigon Maximum, they shifted from a shonen to a seinen magazine. Do you know? So instead of like, instead of for young boys, it was for an older audience. For like young men, right. so um, the tone apparently got more serious, whereas Trigun's a little bit more silly. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, it's a sequel, but it's got like a time skip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just think it's interesting that like. Even if we w wouldn't get another season of Trigun, I don't know why we couldn't get, you know, a Trigun Maximum. Now that everybody who is into it is uh, in the Seinen, <laughs> I guess. Age range? Yeah, in the yeah, Seinen age range. I don't know, maybe. Um, I think it would take... Uh, it would take a lot. It would take, like, a, a big reaction uh, for something like that to get off of the ground. Because that's not exactly... It's not exactly a fandom that's exactly like bursting or bubbling with uh, energy right now. I think like me, a lot of people watched Trigun when it was on Adult Swim and enjoyed it. But I don't think there are a lot of people still standing for Trigun. I don't think... <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I, I don't think there are a whole bunch of people like man, I wish that had another season or I wish it didn't end the way it did and I want more and I want more. I think everyone who liked Trigun was satisfied with what they got. And you know what? That's good. That's okay. 26 episodes is a perfect amount. <laughs> oh, for you, maybe. <laughs> and for everyone else, apparently. Well, I mean... I don't know. If you, if you really want a Trigun Maximum series, everybody tweet at... Um, I don't know. Who makes anime? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know yet. Well, 
uh, Madhouse made the Trigun anime, but that was in 98. All right. Well, uh, the interesting thing <laughs> so I guess about- tweet at Funimation. Just go ahead and tweet at Funimation. They do everything. Okay. <laughs> uh, the interesting thing about watching a short, like, 27-ish episode anime series, kind of like when we were watching- um, Sorry, I, I just blanked on the name. I literally just had it. Um, Escaflone? Yeah, Escaflone. Okay. So in uh, like in short and uh in in short enough episode series where it's like 27 episodes, um when we do our three episode taste test, uh we're watching over 10% of the series. Yeah. So which I mean, doesn't sound like a lot, but when you think about it, uh I mean, it's a significant portion of like a limited amount of storytelling time. Well, especially um, whereas a lot of the American shows we watch, first of all, the episodes are an hour long each. And then there's, I want to say like 50 episodes total on on the short end. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, we're not even getting to 10% of yeah, the these These series feel like possible to like one day marathon, which I feel mm-hmm. like uh, definitely a lot of people, especially... Uh, when we were teens, did that frequently enough. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, like, quickly binge through uh, some, like, short anime series. I can remember some uh, late nights uh, binging some, like, Gundam OVAs and things like that. (laughs) Yeah. Do you have... So do you know anything about the plot at all? Nope. All right. Well... I presume if it is Western theme, I can make some guesses and assumptions if you'd like. Yeah, make an assumption and then we'll go we'll go watch the first three episodes. I presume that uh, Vash the Stampede is some sort of wandering cowboy figure, probably not like a legit lawman, but maybe the show could surprise me. Uh, and that he's gonna wander from town to town, uh, taking out, uh, evil bandits in the space Wild West. Uh, and, um, anime hijinks will ensue somewhere or other. Oh, you want to know what the, um, the planet's name is? Give it to me. Gunsmoke. No, that's too cool. <laughs> I'm it's super effective against me. <laughs> All right, let's go watch three episodes. Yeah, let's. Bon appetit. back uh genre wise uh there's not a lot of space in this space western yes something you pointed out yeah in the wikipedia it does explicitly say space western Mm. um and you know the the name of the planet the very western name of the planet that they're on all of this stuff like having like a planet and like double dollars and whatever just seems like an excuse to like throw in a little bit of like not even that much because the guns aren't really all that sci-fi but there is occasionally like a robot arm 
Yeah, the I mean, the very <laughs> first episode, the guy had a big old robot arm and a big old tethered boomerang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes me think he's actually very bad at boomeranging. <laughs> <laughs> if you need to put a string on it. Uh, but it's a huge honking thing of metal. I don't know how that works. No. Um. Anyway, so the the closest indication that I saw that this um show had a wider scope than the planet that they were on was in the second episode. The there's a character named Marianne, and she's kind of looking out the window, and Vash is like, "Hey, what's up?" And she said, "Oh, I'm thinking about home." And if you didn't know, if you didn't see the tag Space Western, you'd be thinking like, ah, she's looking at the stars and being wistful. Ah, yes, this is the same sky that they're looking at back home. Right, right. Whereas I'm pretty sure it is, ah, my my parents live on that planet over there. Uh, I didn't realize until just recently that if you're in a very different part of the planet, then when you look at the sky, the constellations and shit are all fucked up because you're looking at it from a totally different perspective. Well, yeah, um, the constellations in Australia are upside down. Yeah, but I think... But, like, it, it's it, it's also the rotation of the planet. You see entirely different constellations at different times of year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all messed up, man. <laughs> it's inconsistent. <laughs> well, one yeah. sky one destiny anyway one anime that we're supposed to be talking about right now so you had predicted that this show would be about a wandering cowboy non-law type fighting bad guys i'm so cor- super correct all the time i mean it's just like and especially you said and anime hijinks in there also and you were right on every single count damn well, except I, I, uh, there was one thing I was wrong about. Hmm. I, for some reason, I thought Vash the Stampede had like a big gun shaped like a cross, but now I don't know who that is. Cause well, that was that the, one... yeah, 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 that Van Helsing motherfucker in the first episode. Yeah, and he kind of had a gun shaped like a cross, but the gun that I was thinking of that was shaped like a cross, like in my mind's eye, was like this big blocky thing. And now I'm wondering if I'm thinking Maybe. about something from some other anime. Sean, what? it's the third gun. <laughs> shut the fuck up with that third gun bullshit but he gets oh a third okay so uh i was like wait why is it called trigun in the first three episodes he's only got one gun but in the mm. um intro sequence he's got uh, a silver gun and a black gun and so i yeah, was like very- maybe it's just because japanese people really like english words and trigun sounds cool <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but they're not stupid. But, I mean, it's, yeah, but it's trigun, like, it's the English word trigun in Japanese also. It's not just a translation. Mm. So I think I'm valid. <laughs> Are you, though? No. Um, All right. So Good I Googled it. Cleared up. <laughs> I Googled, what is the name, what yeah. is the meaning of, of the anime name trigun? <laughs> and and the Google and, result uh, said, uh, he has three guns. <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm giving you a hard time about it because I'm very anti us, like, Googling anything that could potentially be a spoiler it, on the show. I don't think it's a spoiler if it's a title. It's definitely not really a spoiler, but now we know that there's some significance all it to said the was, number of guns he has. All it says was he has three guns, he gets the third gun, like, halfway through the series. Well, we only see one gun now. 
right. one gun man. <laughs> it's 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 mono gun is actually the series we watched today. Yeah. So he, he so we watched three whole episodes. Uh, Vash definitely pointed his gun a couple of times, uh, and he's never fired a single shot at another human being. Well, yeah, I feel like he's fired a shot in the first episode. No, he did. He fired specifically when he had no bullets in the first episode and he made it seem like oh no i'm i'm a lovable oaf that forgot to load my gun (laughs) you know well if there ever was any actual because i know he did something because he like he either like He's got, like, knives in his boots, and he's definitely, like, thrown some knives, or he used his gun when he's, like, shooting, like, ropes off of people and stuff like that, and poking people's tires. Yeah, but he never, like you said, he never fires a bullet at someone. I get the feeling that if he did, he would hit. (laughs) And this show is not that kind of show. Even though everyone else fires at him. I mean, in episode three, he had to go on the quest in episode three to get his his gun fixed because he said that it like it's goes like three inches th- off at ten feet, which is a very bad shot, an extremely bad shot. You know, maybe that's why he's not firing his gun in the first three episodes, that's or maybe true. that's just the kind of well, show we're in for. It's fixed now, so maybe in episode four he will start shooting and killing people accurately. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm not sure that's necessarily something we should be encouraging. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's a thing that's definitely going to happen. Um, so each episode uh-huh. is a different town and he goes in and fixes a problem or yeah, causes and then the fixes a problem. Sometimes the town gets destroyed, sometimes it doesn't. In episode one, it definitely got destroyed. In episode two, it got destroyed, but nobody was there. No one was and there. it was more like, it, it more... It, ultimately there are more pros than cons considering how the town was set up uh, and then in the third episode uh the town saved itself and didn't get destroyed well so he's getting better at it well, Is, the first... i mean i don't think that's really him getting better in the first episode um the only reason the town was destroyed is because um the one of the Oh my god, is it Vash? Who knows? Guys that comes up, brings like a small army, and they literally shoot down every building. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did literally obliterate the bar Vash was in at the start of the episode, but the town got destroyed at the end of the episode. Oh, when he was swinging around the boomerang? No. The, like, whole cliff that Vash was on, like, fell off. Uh. And I think it was because of a... Van Helsing had like some like grenade bundles, I think is what caused yeah, yeah, yeah. it. But, but it, it might it wasn't his anyway, it wasn't his fault. It's all I'm getting. I mean at. he he got the b- big Mohawk boomerang guy's boomerang to fly into Van Helsing. I mean he tried to warn Van Helsing, but Van Helsing wouldn't fucking listen. Uh and I think that's what caused the explosion. Um it's it's very interesting to me that in the first episode they set up so they they're trying to do like a switcheroo and at the time we're watching the other two main characters still aren't sure at least one of them isn't sure that vash is actually vash the stampede so but in the first Mm -hmm. episode they give a very vague description of a guy with a with a gun wearing a red jacket and either blonde hair or a mohawk Mm -hmm. um short legs maybe 
And so there's the real fetch descriptions. Hmm? Yeah, one of the descriptions was uh, a red coat slash jacket, uh, blonde hair and earrings, which are all things real Vash does have. So one of the rumors was pretty much correct. Yeah, but it also applied to Van Helsing, who has red on the inside of his jacket. Uh, yeah. His and name was actually blonde. Loose Ruth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other guy, I don't know his name. He looked kind of like a pig dude. Um, he had yeah, a- I don't know why, but for some reason when we were watching episode one, I was certain that Loose Ruth was going to be a reoccurring character. Well, yeah, I think in episode one, I was I was thinking it was setting something up, especially since the pig-ish dude with the green mohawk shows up in the intro. I was like, okay, these are all characters that are being introduced that are oh, going to yeah. come back. Um, but yeah. so far, they have just been one-offs, like episode two and three. But maybe characters from episode two and three are going to come back because in episode two, Marianne is pretending to be like a traveling noble and she's actually a marshal who's like going around arresting people who would probably be interested in finding the real Vash the Stampede. And in episode three, we meet Frank Marlin, who is a, a gun maker. And we know that <laughs> Vash needs two more guns. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so it's possible f- that like these kind of that at least some of these characters might show up again. Yeah. Going off just the first three episodes uh you'd just going off by the first three episodes you'd think that it's a just show about going from like uh bottle episode to bottle episode town to town right right right. what i was gonna say is the first episode tries really hard um and and in the plot of their like whole switcheroo plot they try very hard to be like this is vash the stampede he's rumored he's very dangerous he destroys every town he goes to he's worth 60 million double dollars (laughs) And this Just and say that. 120 billion. Right, right. But then, like, in episode two and three, it's just kind of like, oh, yeah, Vash the Stampede. He's kind of a rumored criminal. He's worth a lot of money. But no one, mm-hmm. like, only in the first episode so far does someone, like, find Vash and is like, I'm going to turn you in for the bounty money, which I thought the whole thing was going to be about. I haven't seen the show in a very long time. <laughs> that's been obvious this whole time i there is a lot of anime that i have seen a lot of that i remember none of yu yu hakusho <laughs> yu yu hakusho that that's gonna kill me every time uh i was looking through this was years ago i was looking through old uh what your yearbooks and i found my yearbook Ooh. from third grade and in the front it had my favorites and it was like my favorite subject math and i was like wow little me I can't believe you. Um, <laughs> I'm actually like, I don't hate math, but you know, it's math. Uh, School sucks all of the potential out of math. Pretty much. And then it was like, favorite color, this. Favorite TV show, Yu Yu Hakusho. And I like looked up and watched the first episode of Yu Yu Hakusho and there are no memories in there. <laughs> beep, I did beep, not memory remember banks deleted. Thing. Literally, like, I don't know when between like being eight and now those memories got deleted but apparently i watched yu hakusho on toonami a lot and i loved it requires more space for role-playing right. forums <laughs> mm, deleting childhood memories oh i was beep, gonna beep. uh i was gonna files say files marked precious all deleted <laughs> need need processing power for math 
<laughs> delete delete you, you precious memories of grandma <laughs> anyway Beep, boop. um so yeah there's vash the stampede he's a really cool looking dude who's a big oaf oh complete oaf he is uh in uh, he, he's kind of mysterious but uh he is in many ways uh your standard uh shonen protag it's very interesting because you never know like what's vash's real thing is so like you can't tell if he's just playing dumb you know to throw people off or if he actually is kind of dumb or if like Mm -hmm. every now and then he talks very seriously but Mm -hmm. like in the end of the third episode he was being very silly about something that is actually his goal Mm -hmm. you know like bringing peace or whatever or is it because i don't know i don't Uh, think he would have answered that if it wasn't i think that uh he answered that because of their conversation earlier about like peace and equality and stuff yeah but he's uh, he's I, I, specifically it seem serious i i get the impression that the reason he's got his uh rumors of like town destroying is he like specifically goes places that need help and they like no. incidentally get destroyed in his like attempt to solve something he's got uh that like edge of uh mystery about him uh that i feel like at this point almost guarantees uh some sort of dramatic backstory um i definitely believe that uh his actions in the episodes are a genuine mix of uh both uh feigning idiocy while also genuinely being a dopey oaf yeah, I think he is a very silly person, but all of the times where he's, like, straight up dumb is probably feigned. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's a it's a little unclear exactly to what but extent that's, the that's two the facts go. But, like, every now and then he is very serious. Like, in the third episode, uh, Frank Marlin, the gunsmith, has is a, is a drunk, and he's like, I'm not making guns anymore because guns killed my family. And he, like, says this really dramatic thing while wearing a trash can lint on his head about, mm-hmm. like, making the fight equal. Yeah, the <laughs> trash can lid did make him look super silly, but it did also <laughs> give him the same, like, silhouette as, like, a wandering samurai. No, he looked really cool in a stupid way. <laughs> he had, I love the huge, I love very large hats. <laughs> But it was it was a trash can lid that was kind of squishing down his mohawk. Mm-hmm. So yeah, like sometimes he's he's serious like that, but never in a way that's traceable. <laughs> At least uh, by Millie and Merrill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, Millie and Merrill are too goofy but very fun um, uh, re- representatives. From uh, an insurance company. Bernadelli Insurance. And they're here because um, having Vash the Stampede running around destroying towns uh, is a uh, liability on uh, their insurance claims. Or whatever. Mm, so, yeah. Well, the, the interesting thing is they're not attempting to arrest him. Mm-hmm. They, um, 
They keep Although like every, sure exactly. every time they meet who they think is Vash, they're like, hey, we just like want to chat and we want to like ask you to stop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's unclear exactly how much of that is like orders and how much of it is like um the two agents like taking it upon themselves to like figure out how to solve the problem <laughs> yeah because at this point they still don't know that they've already met bash well so the leader of the two kind of is meryl and she's convinced that the blonde a red jacketed guy with the silver gun is not Vash the Stampede because he's too stupid. Yeah. Um and he's just because... taking Vash the Stampede's name for uh fame, I guess. Uh for the only time it was like, oh, um I oh I am Vash was in episode two where it was like, oh, that's just a, a scheme to like scare everybody off. Uh in episodes like in every other instance, it's like, oh, I can't tell you my name because I'm busy throwing up. Or, oh, somebody else is l- like, um, her partner, Meryl's partner is like, oh, that's Vash. And then Meryl's too busy being like, uh, it's not Vash to even ask what his name is. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Meryl's kind of the leader and she's convinced that he's not Vash. And she is um, headstrong and opinionated. And Millie is very Lorg. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Millie is Lorg. And she big carries gun. a big gun under her dress, but she hasn't used it yet. Uh, I assume that is like the thing, I guess. Maybe like you were saying, it is a little bit of a ruse, the donuts. Because mm. maybe when they decide who Vash is, Millie brings out the gun and is like, you have to come. Maybe. We don't know. Maybe. It's just like a big gun and Millie is very tall. And very. Vash is pretty tall. I think Millie's about as tall as Vash. Uh, hard to say. You don't ever Millie... see like the three of them in the same shot a lot because Meryl that's doesn't plus, like him. That's plus that plus bleh, my mouth is not cooperating today. Uh, that plus the fact that uh, because they're all often wearing like coats and jackets and stuff uh it can be like hard to compare but i'm i'm pretty sure that uh she is like definitively like thicker armed and well and, and vash has got his him. tall hair which makes oh, yeah, him that taller makes up for his uh his uh his uh, making up uh a couple of inches in lacking height apparently yeah. even though they're already everybody's already tall and thin at least in the art style it's just very nice to see millie like hunching over every now and then to make to like reach something at a normal person height Mm. um but she's just like a chill she's um she thinks vash is vash because it's supposed to be like the idea is that like oh she's naive so she'll just believe somebody is who they tell her she is they are Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but she's also right that's she's, the joke right, right right but it's it's kind of like oh she's not like clouded by her own opinion of who he is to not just like take it at face value i mean it, nobody will get i mean he hasn't given an alternative name at all ace gunman <laughs> <laughs> there he is ace gunman 
Yo! <laughs> <laughs> um, Going by Ace is not bad. Ace is pretty good. But yeah, so Anyways. those are the other two main characters. The other two, I guess, recurring characters. The only two we've got so far until somebody recurs. Right. And they are following him because they are following rumors of Vash the Stampede. And they're like, Ooh. ah, this guy again. <laughs> and they just keep happening to go in the same direction. And I mean, it's only been three episodes, but it's like, you know, still haven't noticed that everywhere you go to follow the rumors of Vash the Stampede, it's all totally different people except for that one guy. <laughs> right. Well, in, and in the second episode... They seem to, like, very heavily imply that Meryl and Vash are going to date. I don't think so. Because um, Marianne is, you know, looks at Vash, who just saved her life, and is like, oh, she turns to Meryl and is like, that's a good guy. Like, you'll you'll learn someday. And Meryl's like, I don't want to learn. Fuck that guy. But it seems very like, uh, what's the word? What? You know the word. I don't. You know the word for like. I remember. I don't remember that scene happening that way. I remember her like saying it to like nobody in particular, uh, and uh, Meryl being like, uh, "What the fuck? No!" And um, Marianne being like, "You have no taste." <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "I don't want to have taste," but it seems very like. Like, oh, I would never like you, Baka. <laughs> you know? Like ironic, like Sundere or... Sundere, that's the word. I don't think it's... Well, I don't think I don't... it's specifically Sundere, but I think it is foreshadowing, and I don't... I don't want don't them like to it. date. <laughs> I don't want them to date. I just think I that... I think that the show is implying that they will. I don't feel it. I don't feel the foreshadowing at all, so... Uh, <laughs> you know... Uh, Maybe it's just, you know, something you're worrying about for nothing. Well, you want to bet? Sure, I'll bet money. No, not money. What, do I look well, like I have money? Yeah, bet me one penny. Okay, I'll bet you 60 billion double dollars. <laughs> Which Are you nothing. sure? They mean That's a lot means, of money. It means nothing in American currency. <laughs> You've never bet a penny on anything? Uh... No? Okay. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, oh, yeah. I wrote down Ojo-sama laugh because in the first episode, Vash just does this, like, crazy, wild, screeching laugh. Yeah, yeah. He hasn't done it since. But, yeah, he did some crazy laughs uh, a couple of times in the first episode. The first episode, I think, was the best one, actually. Uh, I... Because while the well, the second and the third episode had more plot, the first one was funnier. The first one was really funny. I think I liked the second episode the best, even though it had the weird anime shit in it. Mm -hmm. um, because I like... Because Mill Millie and Meryl weren't really in the third episode. Um, but that one was more of a bottle with just the five characters. Yeah, it had Millie and Meryl and it had... Um, a lot of them. Vash and it had Marianne who ended up being a pretty cool character. I hope she comes back. Yeah, well, we have no idea at this point. <laughs> anyway, every single person in this anime looks great. That's because you love the 90s. Not like, 
not like no 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 not like art style not like they're hot but like their outfits oh they you like the look western style stuff superb i like the anime shit <laughs> so in the second episode uh marianne uh when it's revealed that she is a marshal she's got this like awesome like red jumpsuit <laughs> and her hair is like all tied up kind of reza hawkeye style mm-hmm. um and she just looks really cool and badass and then the third episode you like her fashion yeah her fashion's really good the third episode the villain has got this weird zipper style jacket mm-hmm. um and his hair looked very bad but his whole outfit was really on point <laughs> um obviously vash the stampede's outfit is awesome he's he's a little janky he's got too much coat but it's pretty cool he looks good they all i just love the weird anime slash western ish fashion mm-hmm. i want to cosplay all of it except it looks very difficult <laughs> so maybe not <laughs> so maybe not um but yeah so we watched both the dub and the sub Mm-hmm. and uh they were pretty good and uh i don't think there was any uh li- there was nothing really seemed like it was like a discrepancy in the subtitles or in the dubbing yeah we only went back and watched one scene in both and it seemed pretty exact which is kind of unusual for 90s era dubbing for it to be so good mm-hmm. Yeah, Not like, if anything, the English dub had uh, adapted and localized it enough that it was like, what's the word? Uh, it was funnier, it was punchier, it was more natural. Right, and it's the voice acting was good, but just like the actual translation was was really good too. Um, yeah, and so I didn't have a, I liked both, I liked the voices in both of them. There was nothing that really stood out as egregiously bad because sometimes you know sometimes you'll you'll hear a dub and you're like oh my god why did they make them sound like that yeah the only time a character's voice would stick out is when they were like a super minor character who had only one line in the whole episode that's the only time that you'd have somebody who had like a line that sounded off but like even so i can't think of a specific example right now and i think Mm -hmm. vash's voice in both was really good i think it it conveyed his his kind of shithead character pretty well yeah, definitely good casting on both ends of the spectrum here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, uh, I th- I think it's it's nice uh, when we can step away from a program and being like dub or sub. We genuinely don't know. Both are good. Yeah, like I I don't have an opinion on which is better. Like if yeah. you, I know a bunch of people who are like sub purists, and that's cool. And I know a bunch of people who only watch dubs because. They would mm-hmm. rather watch the action than read subtitles, and that's cool, too. There's another argument to it, though. What's the other argument? Well, because Japanese is a foreign language to those people, because it they don't know when they're listening to it how to listen for something like good delivery or bad delivery, it all sounds good to them. Mm-hmm. Well, so no, yeah. You, can't I... re- you pick up on that stuff until you learn more of the language. Yeah, but what I was saying is, like, Either way, no matter what you like, you're not going to be disappointed, I think. Mm, yeah, in this case. People who like dubs aren't going to be offended by the voices, and people who like subs aren't going to be offended by the translation. 
Anyway, everyone has a gun. Everyone has a gun on the planet Gunsmoke. The whole town has a gun. My favorite moment the in the show gun. so far. No, the child didn't have a gun. They had like a a baton. Anyway, your favorite moment? Yeah, yeah. But definitely, definitely up there in my like favorite moment uh, in the show so far. Like maybe number two in the whole show so far uh, is the moment in episode three. When it's just like, ah, we're a couple of guys with guns and we're here to rob the bank. And then a little ways into the scheme, it's just like every citizen in the town comes out with their gun. (laughs) And he's like, but my gun's bigger. And then Frank comes up with no gun and makes him run away. Just by like poking his index finger into his back. But um, yeah, uh, there's definitely (laughs) something to be said about a town that doesn't need a sheriff because, uh, every everybody has a gun and uh you know if somebody comes in is like we're gonna rob your bank uh then you're end up surrounded by citizens with guns (laughs) you're surrounded that's i guess everyone is the sheriff because we're all the sheriff today that's i said i said i guess you don't need a sheriff if your entire town is lawful good and all has guns yeah yeah in that (laughs) one specific circumstance everything gonna work out (laughs) gunna yeah gunna (laughs) Okay, that was garbage. What was that? <laughs> you did it first. I just pointed it out. I didn't intentionally do it first. <laughs> I accidentally did it first. Which um, means I'm exempt from criticism. <laughs> uh, there's also, like, uh, speaking of recurring characters, there is a cat. Oh, yeah. Uh, there's absolutely, it's not like the cat has a name or anything. It's and just no like one a, ever points out the cat. Oh yeah, it's just a nameless background character cat who is uh, drawn goofily, who uh, appears uh, in every single episode, I think. And in the ending song. The ending animations. Yeah. Are they um, in the opening too? I'm not sure. If they are, I can't remember. But the, the interesting thing is, so we were talking about how the show is like funny and the main character is like stupid-ish. But the opening is like very dramatic oh it's very serious he's got a lot of like anime boy poses like in front of the moon it seems tonally out of whack yeah and and the the next time on and the ending song isn't so dramatic as like it's just kind of chill it's not like silly and then Mm -hmm. but the next time on is also dramatic it's got like a little dramatic monologue about you know lying or whatever yeah, which makes you wonder, like, is the show ever going to, like, diverge into the dramatic? Well, but that's what makes me think that secretly Vash is a dramatic boy. Because he's mm. voicing the next time on, and he's always like, you know, a, 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 a young woman and an old man are both lying to each other. And yeah, you yeah. have to figure out which one is the blah, blah, blah. Two men who, at this point, they can only interact from behind a trigger. Right, right, yeah. So, um, but maybe, you know, maybe they did, maybe they did those parts first. <laughs> or maybe they, I was, I was joking that, like, they did the opening animation to, to sell the concept and then did whatever they want <laughs> with the money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you never know. Um, uh, it's definitely it's not a something you can consistently 
uh, expect to be done the same way in every production. Um, so there's definitely an amount of doing it as you go along. So I don't think that the stuff like the next time on uh, are done uh, at the beginning or the end of the production. I think they're probably more spread out. But things like the uh, opening and ending uh, are definitely stuff that you have to have uh, done uh, super early on, uh, if not before the first episode. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's also what makes me think that it was definitely done first is because, like I said... In the first episode, the guy with the green mohawk, he shows up with his, like, little band of ne'er-do-wells. He shows up in the opening. And maybe that was like, okay, we've got the first episode concept, and we've got the opener animation. (laughs) (laughs) And they, like, maybe at the time they didn't know they were going to be getting rid of him immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, at this point... uh... It's hard, hard to say, but um, it's uh, such a ridiculous character design. Uh, the like guy with the, he's got like a crazy green mohawk and he throws a fucking huge boomerang and oh, he calls he's... it back in with a steel cable and those guys are in the... He's also got earrings, which is part of the like rumor thing. He's got huge ears with earrings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's got like he's he's got one of those bodies where it's like all torso oh yeah uh <laughs> he's got one of those anime bodies that is uh as big as the scene requires so he's like an ogre yeah so like in some scenes he can hold somebody's entire head in his hands and in some scenes he's just like a foot taller than everyone else mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh there's a lot of shows like this where if they're doing sort of like the, you know, the the story of the week type thing, you know, sort of like a, the like the short stories, the the pulp things, the the very episodic content, mm-hmm. um, where it's like each episode has like a certain like theme or message it's trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Now the first episode definitely doesn't have that. It's definitely an establishing episode, but the second and third episode very heavily did. Uh, and I kind of want to know, like, did, if either of those episodes, like, made an impact on you, did you get a message from them? Well, so the, the, the vaguely anti-capitalist message of the second episode, where it was, uh, one guy who was, like, everyone else was basically, uh, starving of thirst. Mm -hmm. Um, and he was hoarding all the water and he had a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Um. And he was like, no, I'm just protecting it so that people don't use it all up. But then you go underground and he's got these huge reservoirs to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I I, definitely think that, like, the episode is more about, uh, like, things not appearing what they are in the surface. Definitely. Um, because uh, when you see Marianne, so it's right after um, the dude, I don't remember his name. Um, he's like, I hired a bodyguard who is Vash, um, because I've heard that somebody, a blonde person with a silver gun wants to kill me. And that describes Vash, but it also, they immediately cut to Marianne looking suspicious. And she's blonde. (laughs) Right. And she's blonde. And then you see like a shot later that she's got like a gun in a drawer. 
<laughs> so and then you're just left to like wondering how it's going to break down but by the end of the episode it turns out she's not an assassin she's a marshal right but she is like visibly upset that he is like doing his deeds yeah that he's hoarding water away from the people sort of like there's a multi-layered like oh things aren't necessarily what they appear a thing going on in that episode um so you you mean because you think these themes are relating directly back to Vash himself? Maybe. Uh, Whereas, like, you know, the, can never tell if he's playing dumb or if he is dumb. Yeah, because the second episode was, like, truth and lies and facades, and the third episode was about, like, uh, getting involved instead of just doing nothing. Uh, which sort of gave me the feeling that he does have some quest that he's not telling anybody about. That he, he, he does have something that he's striving towards or that he's wandering, that he's searching for, uh, that he I, still hasn't shared with anybody. I mean, it's possible that, like, you know, his criminal background isn't entirely fabricated or, or misconstrued. You know, it's it's possible that he's trying to atone for something. Yeah, yeah, that's possible. I definitely, uh, I definitely believe him uh, when they say that he's, like... That he is Vash the Stampede and that he does have that money on his head. When he, he, he makes it, it, it appears as if he kind of stumbles out of everything he gets into. Mm-hmm. But like, I think it is clear that he does have some skill. Yeah, yeah. So I just, I just really want to see more of that. Because, um, right in the second episode, he gets shot at and he kind of does a flash step to the side. And I feel like that is the only indication that he actually is like, <laughs> has any skill because he does the flash step and then he's like, oh shit, I'm being shot at. But it's like, you definitely did that first thing on purpose. He, he definitely looked cool. Um, it's very, um, yeah, they definitely play with uh, the idea of Vash being competent. Like they like seriously heavily play with it a lot because it's like, he dodged the bullet then it's like ah he's comically dodging the bullet what how was he dodging the bullets Uh, i'm not really doing anything that impressive you're just a bad shot right right but it's like "Mm, is he though (laughs) (laughs) it's a little hard to believe yeah so i really don't know what to expect from this show you know it could be anything at this point right so um so far, the only characters who just seem to be straightforward are Meryl and Millie. Mm-hmm. They're just like, every everywhere they go, they're like, we are from the insurance company. We are trying to find Vash the Stampede, so he's not a liability. <laughs> <laughs> and that's like their thing. Meryl is, is headstrong. Millie is naive. That's their thing. Yeah, so uh, I, I don't believe that they have any secrets. But, like, everybody else has got a secret or, like, a tragic backstory or just, like, something. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we keep talking about it in 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 those terms, like, all episode, the idea is, like, oh, where is the show going to go? What is the answer to, like, the mysteries? Uh, do you think, like, how much of that do you think is going to get answered? Do you think that the show has answers for us? And, uh... Do you think that those are, are you predicting that they're going to be especially well thought out answers? Well, 
Um, this may be a sort of a mini spoiler zone, but um, part of the reason they didn't make a second season is that the end of the first season is quote definitive. Interesting. So I would believe that they either, I I think that you have to answer. They have to answer at least some of the questions for it to be definitive. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and I think that also uh, heavily suggests that it gets more serious. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Hopefully, uh, mm. I I really like the silly tone, but I I am also liking the kind of like glimpses of the dramatic tone that we're getting. Yeah, I'm even more uh, intrigued. Uh, uh about watching more of this show uh now than i was before after talking about it well uh do you have a rating um hmm. i am going to go ahead and stick my uh stick my flag in sweet you're standing on the hill of sweet Mm -hmm. yeah you got uh any arguing any uh on why you're doing that um it does have some weird anime shit though that doesn't really bring it down all that much they don't like do anything actually weird it's not like mineta sneaking into a uh, a bath but Mm -hmm. you know every single episode (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah Yeah. um and but very low bar though yeah um I guess because mostly it's kind of silly, but like so far there isn't an a specific ongoing plot. There's kind of a general ongoing plot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I only really give savory to things with a specific plot. <laughs> Something you know, that because well, uh, sweet is, is like grabbing you immediately. Right. Well, it's grabbing me. I like watching it. and I want to watch more. But mm-hmm. um, sweet for me is like. This is good, and I like watching it, but it is not mm. like, you know, oh my god, everyone has to see this. Are you, you're looking for deeper writing when you, when yeah. you give that? Yeah, but uh, you're you're a little bit more lenient with that with that tag than I am. So, what do you give it? I don't know. I think I have to agree. I'll go with sweet as well. Okay, similar yeah. similar reasoning. Yeah, similar reasoning. Also thinking that, like, I I found it hard to give this show a rating for whatever reason. I agree. I don't think Sweet really encompasses it. Because Sweet, we kind of go for lighter things. And this is, while it is, like, silly and light, it's not, like, that light. Hmm. It is still, like, dealing with pretty heavy themes of, like, uh, I don't know. I'm not going to make guns because my whole family died and I'm stealing water from poor people. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think that's necessarily any more serious than uh, your average anime TV show, uh, you know, for, for the boys and girls, you know, and or 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 in one of those cases, like the average episode of Captain Planet, you know. Um, but yeah, so, but I, I think that's the closest we can get to an accurate, an accurate flavor profile. Yeah, I think if you give a uh, sweet a thumbs up, judging by the conversation we just had, that I'm giving it a double thumbs up. <laughs> double dollar thumb up. 
Oh yeah. I'll give this uh anime uh two uh sixty billion double dollar bounties out of one. <laughs> Are we done? Or is there something left to do? <gasps> what is it? Next time on TV Dinner. Whose pick is it? It's my pick, because you picked Trigun. Awesome. I forgot I did that. You literally, I kept reminding you that it was, that you picked Trigun. And you were like, what did I? What did we watch last time? That's because I've got anxiety about picking another show again. (laughs) It's hard. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. Um, so, well, first, uh, I haven't said our plugs in a while. If you have any ideas for what we should watch, and you can ease Sean's anxiety about picking, you can find us on facebook.com slash tvdpodcast, on uh, Twitter at tvdpod, or you can just straight up email us if you don't feel like doing the social media thing um, at tvdpodcast at gmail.com. We might have some TV Dinner merch going up on our other, our merch store for our other podcast. I'm still in process. Not that, like, it's gonna be super specific, necessarily. Hmm. But, you know, just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Um, But, yeah. I know what I want to watch. What do you want to watch? I think it was about a year ago when I read on this podcast... Uh, the headline of an article that said, in 2019, there will be an Umbrella Academy series. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the Gerard Way comic book, right? Yes. Well, it exists now. Mm-hmm. And we have to watch it. Now we're going to watch it. <laughs> now we're going to watch it. Yeah, I vaguely remember reading that comic book. It was... uh, It was very strange. Really? Um, I thought it was pretty regular comic booky. I I thought it was weird and the ending was uh not what I expected. Well, I think that's something that we'll have to talk about next time. <laughs> uh and this is a quote from um Alan D. Wolfelt. Uh food is symbolic of love when words are inadequate. Bye. Bye.